<laughs> uh, welcome to our podcast. This is Tea Time with the Psychos. Our vision for this podcast is to highlight mental health issues and topics while fucking shit up and enjoying tea. I am Caitlin Keneally, a psychotherapist and licensed professional counselor by the state of Wisconsin. And I'm Elizabeth Nelson, just a psycho in training and a mental health advocate. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Wasn't planned. <laughs> Um, we're here today. Yes. We're going to do an episode together. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, um, money. I know we've had a different episode on money, but this yes. is a different perspective. Um, and something that I have been talking about more and more within my practice and with, you know, friends and family and all of these different types of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the main focus, especially today, I don't want just the helpers. So I say helpers as like people, um, that work within our field, right? the clinical field, social work, teachers, um, helping professions. Okay. And with that helping professions, what we're kind of going to talk about today is (laughs) why don't they ask for more money? Right. Um, and then we're going to talk about the systems that are in place with that, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of it, what we really hope is for you to think about, especially if you're in the helping field or you're not in the helping field, how you could maybe potentially help the helpers, right? Learn, um, the value of, um, uh, money and their worth and how to combine it and not being taken advantage of. Yeah. Makes sense. And so the probably things that we'll talk about throughout this episode may be agreed upon, may not be agreed upon, but sure. right. Our ultimate goal always is to get people to think yeah, and to question and to make sure that you're making the best choices for yourself in order for your mental health, physical health, all of it. Mm-hmm. So, right. You're probably not going to agree with everything or you might have a light bulb moment, but sure. Be here for it. Yeah, absolutely. So again, keeping that in mind, um, money and the helping field. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that helpers, such as myself and you, Mm -hmm. we are naturally intrinsically motivated. Okay. So intrinsic motivation means motivated from the inside is how I would say that. You have like this, it's natural. It comes to you and you're like, whoa, I want to help this other person. Okay. So we typically get in, uh, you typically get into your field based upon things that you're interested in. So naturally helpers, intrinsically motivated, want to help other people. So then we get into um, these types of professions, right? You can be a clinician, you can be a therapist, you can be a social worker, you can be an advocate. What else is out there? You can be a nurse. Oh, yeah. personal caretaker. You could be a medication management professional. You could be daycare. daycare. You could be a a resume assistant. Mm. What am I thinking? Like a college campuses, um, advisor. I was one of those too. Mentor. I mean, there's so many, I mean, you could even be a freaking waitress. Yep. Yes. We are in the helping field. Okay. So we are, uh, it's, it's natural for us, right? It's not natural for everybody, but the thing with it, I mean, how beautiful is that? Like I have a lot of teachers on my caseload. I think they're amazing people. Um, but what is the number one thing that we talk about within the helping field? Is that we just said it last night at dinner is that teachers, (laughs) this is funny because I was like the, the salary of a teacher is actually not that much. No. And then during this, I will tell you this, working with uh, the helping population as I'm in it as well through this pandemic has really highlighted a lot more of these inconsistencies. Um, and it's really made people question like, huh, 
right? I actually bring more value to the table than I'm getting paid for. And my services are needed more than anyone has ever allowed me to view that. Yes. However, the systems in place have taken advantage of that. And I think as helpers, again, naturally, we have not been trained in how to advocate or um, assert ourselves as to how to get that money. (laughs) Because part of it is, well, we just want to help others. So I think that that's our fallback, Mm -hmm. which I think is great. And I don't think people should ever lose that. But what I want you to learn is how can you put a boundary around that, right? I keep going back to this example. I might've brought it up, but my mom working for 45 years, one job. Yes. And then finds out the week before her retirement, right? Yeah. That the person coming on is going to be making more money than she ever made in 45 fucking years. Yes. That's Yeah. Yeah. Now, is she bitter and all of that? No. But had she been taught those skills of how to assert herself and how to do those things, we might have a different situation. I don't want to like cut you off, but this also brings me back to one of my friends had a similar situation where she got like a pay increase, um, but she honestly thinks she got the pay increase because the person they brought on was going to get paid more than her, and she had a higher status within their business. But so, like, right, what is the the three things you keep private? Your love life, how much you make, and whatever else the other fucking thing is. But, right, that's the system yep. telling us we have to keep this silent so that no one has these conversations. Yep. Because then, right, that's what you say, oh, don't don't share this with anyone else. Or mm-hmm. that's the, you know, the hush-hush secret when you get your salary. Well, remember right? I got in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm more than willing to get in trouble. I should say this. Yes, you um, are. <laughs> because I think, yeah. So if you want to be like me, you can. But there are repercussions for that. But I would absolutely take that on because I will tell you this. Every single person I meet, I am telling them to advocate for themselves, ask for money. As long as you're doing quality work, which I guarantee you are, and if you're not, then ask for ways to improve and then how you can meet a higher salary yeah because once you start to untangle all of it and especially in my field once you realize the amount you get paid to uh, the amount you get paid versus what is coming into the institution you're like or at least for me, I was like, oh my God, Uh, no fucking thank you. Like I know my worth. I know my value. I know what I bring to the table. And if there's areas for me to improve upon, tell me. I'm like very open to it, but I'm also very confident in what I do and I will assert myself. And the other thing I think these structures or these institutions are put into place is like this fear. Uh, Oh gosh, you can't do that. And oh, also within the helping profession, it's like you get one job and you stick with it forever. No, not if you're not going to pay me. Like, uh, absolutely not. Like, I need to survive. Well, that's my, that's the thing I get pissed about is this, like, oh, there's so much turnover in the helping profession and that's how come they make things harder. Yes, it makes things harder. So what are you as a system going to do if you're realizing that this is an issue? Yep. You're not doing it though. Right. Because you don't have to, because we haven't required. Correct. We haven't advocated for ourselves. We just keep rolling over. Um, And another thing is that. Uh, there's another thing that's coming out. There's research coming out on it about how we need to stop telling helpers that they need better self-care. Okay. (laughs) Listen, I train people on self-care. Another thing I try to do or say is like, this is one component, but how about we take a step back? How about we look at the helpers and we look at the structures in place that are causing them. And guess what? Mostly it is time, time, 
and money. money. That's what they just did. <laughs> I want to say it's Norway, but I might get it wrong. I'm sorry. But they just reduced their work week to 36 hours a week and kept people's pay the same. Perfect. Yes. Yep. You and keep people happy within the yes. workforce, they will stay. Yeah. Yep. And so stop putting it on the clinician or the teacher. You need better self-care when teachers... I'm supposed throw- to fucking go home and grade papers <laughs> and drink my wine? Like, that's not self-care. And then I need to be online or this is changing and yes. what's coming... I mean, it's very anxiety provoking. So people already have mental health issues, whether they're addressed or unaddressed, but this pandemic has even highlighted that further. But I also think what it's highlighted is how these institutions and how these structures are failing, not only helpers, but failing people in general by not giving them or meeting their basic needs, yeah. right? Like it is pretty basic yes. <laughs> um, and we should all be... Well, uh, what did uh, someone just... I was in a training and it was stress management, but um, he, the presenter had said like you should be stressed out kind of if you're fully engulfed in your job like and you're taking on and listening and being present to like these people who are seeking help for symptoms that they're having yep and so right if someone's not going to help you manage Mm -hmm. based on that higher system level of giving you enough money to live and survive and do things that you enjoy and time away from those environments right like, how are you expected to stay or not want to search something out that's different? Well, right. I guess we would just all turn into robots. Like, I know. The thing with the helping profession is that there is this humanization to it. There is this There's this connection. There's this energy, right? When you and I sit in a room with each other right mm-hmm. now, we are feeding off of each other. There's an energy field that's happening. Yeah. To me, in the helping, I feel like that's it, it, it's always going to be there and we have to kind of have that, but we also have to sharpen it up and put some boundaries around it and be like, okay, but I'm working this I am doing so much for the greater good pay me what I'm worth so that maybe I don't need to you know maybe I would work overtime or whatever it is because I would feel valued and I would be able to take that vacation that I need a month from now or something like that or taking that day off so this is a perfect transition what are your thoughts on why are why do helpers not advocate for themselves enough like what is the stigma um, around money I think you said it well I think it's one we're never Like, I don't think it's a thing in in any one of our courses that, like, you know, when you get certified in social work and you get whatever our degrees or whatever certificates or wherever we've gone, I don't think, like, business Mm. and, like monetary value to the services that we're learning and the skills we're learning is ever talked about. But I think you hit it before when you said that we're just expected to, like, give and give and give and give. Yep. And then it's put on us, us. Yes. right? <laughs> oh, well, well, you gave too, too much. much. Yes. Why didn't you take care of yourself? Yes. Well, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I think you're correct. We have not been taught how to advocate for ourselves is number one. Because it's expert. always like, think of your client or your consumer or the population you're helping first, which is all great, but we always talk about self-care Care. yeah right like oh put yourself first your family comes first or whatever your values so are. what a complete contradiction yes. is if we as clinicians are helping field advocate for that but then within our structure we're not allowed to do that yeah so it's just a bunch of bullshit right and so it takes that mental uh, that mental and i won't say things because i'm not as good as kk is getting into trouble but i take my fucking time <laughs> the time i'm allowed i take and that's all i'll say <laughs> Because I know that my shit's done. I know that I'm doing a good job. And I know that whatever you're asking above and beyond, if it's my time that I'm valuing, I might not give it to 
you, mm-hmm. but yeah. Sure. Well, and I think what you're saying is if you're not comfortable enough yet to advocate for those money, uh, for money for yourself, I totally respect that. But what I would encourage you to do is break it down. Um, how can I Should, put I'm a boundary? I'm on Monday and I might rewrite up. Like, I know I don't have my master's degree, but listen, I'm in between that level right now and yeah. I've been at work for about seven months and I've gained a lot of skills and knowledge, so let's bump it up. Ooh. Right. Oh, well, maybe you'll Follow just wait for your 2% raise on seven months. Yeah, my cost of living wage. I I mean, I want people to, again, I'm not making fun of that, but I'm just saying, think about it. If you can, when I teach clients, this is what I literally, I'll teach you, is to grab your emotions, okay? So just grab them here, put them in a bag, uh, however you want to think about it. I think of mine like a treasure chest, okay? So my, (laughs) I do. I'm like, let's put this. So I grab it. It's literally onto the side. This is a visualization. And what I ask people to do is look from an eagle eye perspective, okay? So your emotions are here, and now let's look from this perspective, which is above. And if you were like, I worked for this organization for five years and every year I'm still waiting on my 2% raise, you know, what value, you know what I mean? Do the skills and the things that you've learned and you've developed, do they match that 2% or do they match more and have a conversation about it? And you can just kind of start to get that ball rolling. What I'm telling you is the ball is in your court. We often think, and we put it in other people's, but it's in yours. Well, isn't it fear driven because we're going to get told no? Or sure. potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then, oh, do I? But you what know, is so that, bad? What I'm going to say to you is what's so bad about it? follow up. It's yeah. that, that, it, that shame, oh. as Miss Brene Brown would put it, right? Yeah, like that know. shame of, oh shit, now I got to walk around and I like boasted about myself essentially. But then why aren't but we holding that's... the institution accountable that's for being yes. shameful for only valuing yes. you for a two cent raise in right. an entire year or maybe yes. 10%. What is that? Like a doll? I don't freaking know. I know. Well, it depends on what your 10% <laughs> is of what, but yeah. Which is going to get taken out in taxes anyway. Yes. So like what I would encourage you to do is think about it. I just want you to get the wheels turning. Well, you then know? this is what I think. And I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I've just been from learning from you while having your own private practice mm-hmm. and understanding taxes and I, so my mom I will not tell you where she works but who she works for um, the business that she works for is purposely there for a tax write-off oh so right business people okay have schemed oh. <laughs> right to have this like place sure to see that it doesn't make money Oh. To have it as a tax write-off so that they get more back in taxes, right? Oh. And so then that's playing the system. Oh. Okay, yeah, I don't know much about that. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, we don't, as a helping field, we don't have those opportunities to, like, have a better income or to show that maybe we didn't gain as much money for services. And so I feel like that's the capitalistic part of all of this. Sure. That is continuing to... Perpetuate the fear and the shame. Yes. 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 Or even the cycle of helping professions not make as much money or think that they should be able to obtain this certain monetary value Mm -hmm. or lifestyle, I guess. I don't know. But I think what you're talking about, that example is really, is another form of fear. And so I understand that you're getting at that um, some of it can be played, but the systems we have in place, no matter what, can be that way. But I don't think we've allowed for, we haven't given a fair opportunity for everyone to play the system. Right. And that we've literally attacked the helping profession right. and 
suppress them to these are the only places you can go and these are the only ways you can make money and this is Mm -hmm. your average that you should ask for yes yes so i don't know that's how i feel about that part okay um so what other stigmas or different things do you think people within this profession have around asking for more money hmm I just think it's because we're told we're not supposed to do it. And I'm not going to say the helping profession is, but I think the percentage of it is more women mm-hmm. yep. um, than men. And I think that that just in itself is a stigma. Right. Like yeah. we have told women for years and years and years that you should just be giving. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your that's your best trait, your best genetic, whatever. Like yep. that's what I think. And when I work with people, what I say is I think it's beautiful, right? I think it's beautiful that we want to help other people, but what we need to learn is put some boundaries around it. Because yes. what we're learning is that we can't fill from an empty cup. Okay. So, uh, once your cup is depleted, right, who's filling that back up? Who's kind of going back and forth with those types of things? What would you say stigmas are? Um, I think it's that fear-based mongering, right, that we've been talking yeah. about. Um, the silencing, you know, that's why I'm pretty open about ask, ask pay right up front. Ask what you're worth. Ask your value and do those things because they're going to lowball you, right? If we think from a business perspective, I can get it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. But you also, you know, you can't, if I could tell, and you can't rely on the systems in place because they're going to take advantage of yes. you. Let's just be real. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's for you to have that confidence confidence within yourself to know your value, know your worth. I mean, really it starts with you. Well, you have to do research then too. Like, and that's what I think I've learned is that like, Oh, what does this skill, Mm -hmm. you know, over the state of Wisconsin or I don't even care over the U S you know, like, so I have this certificate or I have this, right? Like knowing that, and Mm -hmm. even maybe knowing that within the Location. I want to say business, but I don't know what we would call it. Well, but and I also think this season was kind of dedicated to community too. So what we're trying to do is uh, talk with other people, right? Yes. Who's within? You know, why is the place you're working? Why am I not supposed to talk about my pay? Who benefits from that? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, who benefits? Yep. Is a system, right? right? And then I think uh, the other thing that happens is, let's say you do have this information, but then what are you going to do with it? So yes. I think that that uh, a lot of that boils down to again that person, what they feel, um, and I. I tell everybody if you love if you want one job you don't want to worry about this perfect I think if you've found that and you're good with where you're at cool do that but for everybody else right that is maybe questioning some of these things start advocating for yourself learning the systems that are in yeah. play and then see what you want to do with I can't the information. remember what I just was reading and I can't think of his name but he's Mr. Wonderful on the Shark Tank oh I don't watch it um I think it's just a meme. That's who oh. I, I, so. If you watch Shark Tank, then I think you'll know. I don't know his name, but I know that about him. Sure. And so he said, if you look at your calendar and everything you see on there isn't satisfying you, then you have to figure out why. Yeah. And so, like, if you know you're an intrinsic helper yep. and you want to help, and you look at it in your life because my time is worth more, mm-hmm. then you need to do something about it. But like Correct. that's a good place to start. Like, yep. what am I dreading about this? Yeah. And how? What would make it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and maybe sometimes it is just a whole new job because it's other issues. But <laughs> right. Like, if I'm like, oh, I gotta get a two-hour assessment, and I'm only gonna make, I just think about all, how much I make in one day, mm-hmm. right? And then I break it down to like my time, and then I'm like, shoot, should I be spending this because that's gonna cost me three hours at my job, <laughs> right? 
Like, sure. and that's, then if I that's one way. If I don't think like this three hours, like I should do it again, then I probably shouldn't be spending that money. But that's not how I should be thinking about it. I don't think as right. a helping person. Right. Yeah, and I'm, it's not to become obsessed with it or think no. of it and not do things because of that. But again, I, I want you to tap into your worth and your value and see if your current path is aligning. If it's not aligning, huh? Pivot. This is what I'm going to tell you. Pivot. It does not mean what I'm telling you is you don't get this so you completely go get a new job. Or shit, you could. Like, I would give you a fucking <laughs> high five for that. That's it. I was like, okay, you're not going to pay me. Yeah. Deuces. I am not afraid. I actually, I love interviewing. That's the other I thing. Know, yes. I love new opportunities. What can I learn from this? What can I take from it? Actually, what can I do for you and what can you do for me? That's my yes. perspective. Um, but again, I'm kind of an anomaly in that regard. Yeah. I want you to figure out what works for you and you see this and you see that there's more start exploring that yeah that there's no harm in that because you've already got the job yeah so the ball you remember this the ball is always in your court yeah <laughs> Maybe deflated, maybe hidden under your desk for a moment, but as you start to pump uh, it up and value into yourself, you're like, eh, I can handle this, but I'm not going to handle this. Maybe yeah. I want to start that side job. Maybe I want to, you because know what? Because it doesn't, do you think it has to come down with money? Because sometimes if what we're in need of is a more flexible schedule or if we're in need of more time off or something, like mm -hmm. you can negotiate some of that stuff if Absolutely. that's what you like need. So it's yep. not just like the oh I'm stuck with this but if this and the helping like you don't have you can pick what you want oh for sure yes. yep you can advocate for more time off and if you can't well then you again everything you do as you start to fill up your ball which is you and yourself as you're pumping that up you can decide you can get crafty this is what will work for me this is what won't it shouldn't just be I'm starting this new job and then I'm putting in the days I need off and I'm advocating for this and that was the one time I did it you should be constantly reevaluating and yeah. growing as a person. If you've outgrown the position, how can can you move up? Can you, yeah, you can know? you take training? Yep. Can you take yes. Absolutely. And the institutions that you're in and you don't want to leave, I totally respect. Get everything out of it that you possibly can. Yeah. Get trained. Go to conferences on their dollar. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? Like so within those frames, get what you need. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's what I feel like people never tell helping professionals enough. Mm -hmm. It's like so you get into the field and you should look for what they're gonna give to you. Yeah. And how they're gonna grow you as a professional. Yep. But I feel like no one told us that when we first started this no they want you to sit down right pay for whatever beforehand <laughs> think you gotta do all this stuff well and then the other piece is like oh well my supervisor needs to go to their supervisor and they need to check the budget what i tell my clients is get a time frame right because you will be sitting out in la la land <laughs> yeah forever okay uh, okay, all right, you need to talk to who, whatever, totally cool, but I need to know this within this time frame. Yes. If they can't meet that, again, everything is an answer. So we get very caught up on this very black or white, all or nothing. That's not freaking true. Yeah. Every single time you have an answer. Negotiation. Yep. That's the number one word. Yeah. And just doing it consistently and constantly, which are the <laughs> same word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to my, uh, I think I know the answer, but who who taught you about any of this? No one. I mean, I feel like I'm just freaking learning. <laughs> I just turned 31. 
Like, and then that's what brings us back to, like, Caitlin and I were having a conversation before this, which I feel like we should have recorded, but we're not going to. We didn't, and then now we're not going to be able to have the same, like... Dialogue. Yeah. Um, around it, but I just think it goes back to, like, I just am learning so much because... And I've had to pay for a lot of stuff for a lot of my life, so, like, I don't know why. <laughs> but, like, the thought of, like, where my money is going and how I'm using it and how it's benefiting me because we do live in this capitalist society, which I do appreciate because I am able to use my money where I want to go and do with. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm learning so much of it that I have allowed to let, like, fuck me over essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's a really good point. I mean, I think we are very, especially within the helping field, we get into these structures and we just think, well, this institution is going to take care of me, right? This is what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm helping other people with not realizing that the institutions have an objective in mind. Yes. Right. And we are just that cog in the wheel. Well, they're all for profit, right? And so like, (laughs) let's remember that no matter what. And like, I always think of nonprofits and I'm not bashing on them at all, but no matter what, there is an objective, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you actually look and see how people are getting paid and in what roles they're getting paid, usually the person managing the Mm -hmm. business and not really spending that one-on-one time with clients and those helping are getting paid a substantial amount more than the individuals doing the day-to-day work that is exhausting, that Mm -hmm. is taxing on us. Yeah. And I think that that's no matter what, whether it's a nonprofit or private, like just mm-hmm. you being aware of that, like and asking to see that, because mm-hmm. I think that that's a right that everyone has. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so show me, show me, show, CEO. show me the money. <laughs> yes. Where is this allocating and where is this going and why is it going here? And please value, yeah. validate it. Cause that probably tells you a lot about the value system for the, correct for the employer Mm-hmm. That you're going to be possibly working for. Yeah. I think naturally, like as I'm working on my book and courses and these other things, um, as I'm creating my courses, I'm like, ooh, money. Because truthfully, I'm not saying – I do some things, especially within my community, for free. Because to me, that's giving back to my community. Now, when I think about these courses and who I'm marketing and all of this, you know, I'm struggling even as uh, assertive and confident as I am on that value point. <laughs> So my coach is working with me, like Caitlin, value and, you know, what you're bringing to the table, you are going to have, like, I'm personally working through that uh, because of what this is going to cost. Well, that's when I was just, um, there's a coach that I follow on um, Instagram and she was just doing an intuitive eating, I think, or something else. And she had brought down her cost probably to fill her spots of what she needed. But I looked up what her certification cost and where she got it. It was like $7,000. So yeah, the knowledge she learned, the 10 months she would put in time Mm -hmm. to practice this stuff for her to charge you that much yes right yep no absolutely but it's definitely it's a battle so what I'm encouraging people to do is at least even if you're not fully in the arena maybe you're outside of it peeking in and just start kind of asking those questions Right? Yeah. So when we think about um, the insurance, the institutions, the structures, how does it make you feel? Or what is it like? Because I'm already in my personal or in my profession, mm-hmm. right? You're moving into it. Mm-hmm. What, what comes up for you? Well, my biggest struggle right now is people have said to me, you're going to have to take a pay cut. So if you're in this for the money, you're not. Mm. And I'm not in this for the money because this, like I'm not, but that would be, I put in a lot of money to do this. 
right. So I want to reap that repercussion, like that repercussion yep. of it. And so I can't, I'm not going to say it exactly, but it was like, don't get into this for the money. And I think I'm honestly, when I first start off, I'm going to make much less than I'm making now, mm-hmm. which is like, why is that not allowing me to pursue my, what I want to do, Right. but it might stop me mm. because I have a lot of student phone debt, right? right? And I have to pay back what I've put in Mm -hmm. to have the skill set that I have, but now I might not be able to use it financially at that time. Right. I'm going to have to wait. So that's like my biggest struggle right now is like processing through shit. I'm going to have to make less money mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to have, and I do not live a lavish lifestyle. I'll tell you all that much, <laughs> but like, I'm going to have to just like really be cognizant of my budget mm-hmm. in order to pursue my passion. Well, it's almost like, so get into this profession. We need you so much. Oh yeah. Right. Then, right as you're almost through it, after you invested all this time, like, oh, you're not going to make money. And then you are they've encapsulated you into it so much that the institution itself has, you know, entrenched you, right? Yes. And then you have to make these sacrifices and these concessions because you made a choice to help others. Yes. Which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, you aren't going to make money if you follow what other people are doing. Yeah. If you just, if you don't, I'd say I rock the boat. I probably flip the boat upside down and like all yes. of that. Just because I can't understand. She's under- a motherfucking whale that stands <laughs> the water. Thank you. Yes, the whale analogy. Yeah, thank God. Take that one. But like for me, I I get that. But I value myself so much and my worth. It's like yes. I question these things. And I think anybody coming up or is already in it, you need to start questioning those things. Because you're right. We have all these other things we do have to pay for. Um, and so it's this balancing act. And you're fighting up against something that's like it's David versus Goliath. But what I can tell you is if the more people start advocating, start questioning, then this is how you dismantle a structure that is oppressing you, right? (laughs) Like this is the most basic form of that. Um, And so, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of things boil down to insurance Mm -hmm. um, and having your own personal insurance. And then within this field, uh, are they going to utilize the insurance that they have? What insurance is that? Are you credentialed? with them or are they going to be cash I mean there's so many realms and I think so we talked about some of these things before this podcast too so Caitlin has educated me on some things but this conversation just brought up how can we as helping professionals help other helping professionals Mm -hmm. and I will say it is making sure you understand the private insurance that you are paying for right now. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to go to someone who accepts cash pay but utilizing your insurance when your insurance actually doesn't cover any of it. <laughs> because you need to understand that that person has to wait on the insurance company to have their monies pulled together to pay that person that saw you for that service, even yeah. though you're paying the insurance company months later. So like understanding how systems work within systems. And I think that has been one of the things that I have started to understand within the last two years is like, 
I need that person's service, but now I need to know how I can best benefit them because Mm -hmm. I value them and their skill set and I value the helping profession. Mm -hmm. So it's even like it boils down to sometimes I think of like nail salons, they're a helping profession, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to understand that coming in with cash is actually more beneficial to them than it is if you come in with your debit or credit card. And so for you to take that extra step to stop at your ATM or pre-plan benefits not only you, but benefits that person who's helping you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understanding the structure that you're working within yes. instead of just, so what we do specifically as helpers is we just trust. Yes. We are trusting that this institution is going to take care mm-hmm. of us. And how beautiful is that, right? To be a trusting individual. Okay, cool. You have that. I like that. You have empathy. I can I can handle that. Yeah. That being said, now you need to advocate what is your plan, right? So I've got other, now whatever institution you're in, they can change the insurance plan at any time. I've got a bunch of people that it's, it's a turnover time, right? Did that yes. person have any say in the shitty? Now they're getting shittier insurance yeah. <laughs> because the institution wants to save money, yeah, right? How do they save money off of your backs and giving well, you shitty? Yeah, <laughs> and I just think about like insurance companies based on mental health and oh how, like, you can only have these many types of diagnosis to be covered. What? Oh, yeah, they well, like, it's so funny, they're chastising you for like what you might be diagnosed with to avoid you from possibly I mean likely is that the clinician is going to do what they're rocking the boat essentially and just I, we won't get into it. But yes, essentially, like you have to have these five diagnoses. Yep. Well, in the insurance company, depending on which one, they, they pick what yeah. diagnoses they cover. Uh, in school, they teach you not to diagnose on the first uh, session. You have to do a preliminary um, diagnosis because insurance tells you so. You have to do a tri- which I like the treatment plan to a degree, but insurance makes you do that and follow these cer- certain protocols. And each insurance company gets to pick what codes. Mm-hmm go through and they can reject your code if they don't agree with your diagnosis. And it's just like, and then another layer I was telling Liz earlier is now insurance companies are asking clinicians or one is, which means a bunch of them are going to follow. I would not be surprised are going to be asking clinicians for their vaccination cards. Well, and why are they going to follow? Because of what's happening with some nurses and how they've called national guards. I haven't totally followed this in, but if they've refused to get vaccinated oh, really, and they're removing them, <laughs> so people are losing their jobs. Right. But then that's where Caitlin and I would go tell you, whether you're vaccinated or not, maybe you're vaccinated and you just don't want to have to release that information. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I am vaccinated and I don't want to, I don't, what am I, is it a blood sample next? Like, what are you, what is going to be next after this? And why does an insurance company need to know my vaccination record? In order for her to provide her service and knowledge to someone who needs it. Did you need that vaccination card earlier? You know what I mean? Like, did you need that in the beginning? for some reason I don't think so so for me I I have it and I just think it's the principle of the the situation so okay I'm not going to do that because that to me feels like you're overstepping a boundary and so that's what kind of happens when we allow these institutions just like the handmaid's tale right they didn't necessarily see it always coming until Mm -hmm. one right was taken away after one right Mm -hmm. after one right and blah 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 and so what I'm just saying is that it's definitely okay to question the institutions that you're in question you know what you're making and what you bring to the table and add value to that and I think we would have potentially a happier society if we start doing those things little by little it doesn't have to be a complete overhaul um, it's not black and white right it's just pivoting pivot plant a seed huh 
okay, I have an answer. They're not going to invest in me. How can I invest in me? Maybe I want to take up crocheting, right? Like, you know, you just kind of, you can pivot and move around within that, that Mm -hmm. framework. Because remember when we think about, especially the medical profession or all of these, it did start with women going into homes, right? Midwives, um, social work came, the counseling came from social work, right? As if, so we look at things from a historical perspective, like there was a, a house that was started as this, so you know what I mean? So all of these fields started in home and very small and didn't know yeah. <laughs> and didn't have an insurance company breathing down their neck telling them they have to do X, Y, and Z. Yes. They started with organic growth. They started with advocating for themselves and seeing areas that need improvement. And so yes. it's the helpers that actually got these institutions where they are today. But I do feel that it now as helpers, we need to advocate and re-advocate for ourselves. And, you know, maybe there should be a restructuring. Yeah. I'm here so, for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that Thanks. covers what we wrote down prior to this. <laughs> this is supposed to be a mini episode. I know. This is definitely not a mini episode, which is what I told her. I was like, I feel like this is going to go longer. And so we're just going to say episode at the beginning. But now you know. But now you know it went longer. It was a trick. It, it was. was. A, yeah. But um, honestly, in closing, you know, if you're going to take anything away from this, think about your value. Think about your worth. Think about where the institution that you're currently working in, how you can start advocating for yourself yeah. and um, what do you need you know write it down see what happens you know reach out to us we'd love to hear your stories or get feedback on Mm -hmm. ways it's worked for you other stigmas that have come into play because obviously right because if we don't talk about it with each other we're never gonna know right and the key is right communication (laughs) well (laughs) and i'm not great at editing so we're gonna hear all of this um but yeah communicating cough that's a then then you'll get shit done yeah awesome well thank you make that money girl yeah boy yes bye we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and hope that you learned a few things the importance of mental health issues continues to grow and we hope we shed some light on topics that are important to you while also fucking some shit up All right, let us know what topics you would want to learn more about and email us at teatimepsycho at gmail.com. Again, that's teatimepsycho at gmail.com. Thank Thank you. you.